0: chapter 12 and there appeared a great wonder in heaven a woman clothed with the sun and the moon under her feet and upon her head the sun and moon under her feet and on her head a crown of 12 stars verse 1 The identity of the woman is found in Genesis, as we read of the dream of Joseph, how the sun and the moon and the 11 stars bowed down to him, and so the same figure here. We have the identity of the woman as the nation of Israel, those 12 tribes that came out of Jacob. And she, being great with child, cried, travailing in birth, and pained to be delivered, verse 2. So she was ready to give birth to the child. You see, the purposes of God for the nation of Israel was that they were to bring the Messiah into the world. He was to be of the seed of Abraham and of the seed of David. And so God was working with this nation, preparing them as the instrument, the nation by which his son would come into the world. God had to choose some nation, so he chose the nation of Israel. And that is why they are the chosen people. Chosen for what? Chosen to be the instrument, the people through which God would bring his son, Jesus, into the world. Now, the tragic thing is that when God used them for this purpose, then they rejected his son that he sent. But they had also rejected the prophets before they had rejected his son. In fact, Jesus got them quite angry one time with a parable that he gave of a certain man who went away to a far country and left his fields in the charge of his servants. And he sent back a servant that he might collect the fruit from the field. But they beat the servant, mistreated him. So he sent other servants. They beat them and mistreated them. Then he said, I will send my own son. Surely they will respect him. And when they saw his son coming, they said, here is the heir. Let us kill him. And he said, what will the master do when he comes? And they said, he will utterly wipe them out. The Lord said, that is right. But it was a parable really against the Jews who had persecuted the prophets. And Stephen says in Acts 7.52, which of the prophets have you not slain? Have you not persecuted? And so God chose this nation to bring forth the Messiah. And the nation being with child, travailing in birth, and paining to be delivered. And there appeared a second wonder in heaven now. There appeared another wonder in heaven. And behold, a great red dragon, Satan having seven heads and ten horns and seven crowns upon his head. And his tail drew the third part of the stars of heaven and did cast them to the earth. And the dragon stood before the woman which was ready to be delivered to devour her child as soon as it was born. Verses two through four. So the two wonders, the woman, Israel, ready to bring forth the Messiah, the Christ, and Satan ready to destroy it as soon as it was born. Now you remember Herod, when the wise men came to him and inquired where the king was to be born. And Herod inquired of the Bible teachers, they said, Bethlehem. So Herod directed them to Bethlehem, but he said, when you have found the child, come back and tell me about it, so I can come and worship him also. And Herod, Herod was paranoid. He was fearful that someone was going to take his throne. I mean, he killed his wife. He killed his sons. In fact, they used to say it was safer to be Herod's pig than it is to be his son. He's just He was paranoid. He felt people were plotting and trying to take his throne. So when he heard that the king had been born, he was threatened. So he asked the wise men to come back and tell me, but he intended to go and kill the child. And when the wise men didn't come back, then he ordered that all the baby boys in Bethlehem area be killed that were two years and under. The dragon was ready to devour the child as soon as it was born. Now here, an interesting thing was Satan, the stars of heaven. Now Angels are often referred to as stars, and this would indicate that when Satan rebelled, a third of the angels rebelled with him. That is why that I believe that there were probably three angels created in the highest order of angelic beings called the archangel. They were of the cherubim class of angels, but three special, and that was Gabriel, Michael, and Lucifer, and that they each probably had under their authority a third of the angelic hosts, and those that were under Lucifer's authority when he rebelled against God joined in his rebellion. With with his tail, he drew a third part of the stars of heaven. Now, when this happened, we don't know. Where in prehistory this took place, we don't know. Before the world existed, no doubt, this rebellion took place of these angels. Prior to his rebellion, Satan was a perfect model. Ezekiel says he was perfect in wisdom, perfect in beauty, perfect in all of his ways until the day that iniquity was found in him, Ezekiel twenty-eight seventeen. <clears throat> and Isaiah 14 tells us that pride filled his heart. He said, I will exalt my throne above the stars of heaven. I will sit in the congregation of the sides of the north. I will ascend above the clouds. I will be like the most high. I will be like God. And yet, you are cast down, Isaiah fourteen fourteen. There will come a time that you will see Satan one day, and you will be amazed. You'll say, is that the critter that caused us so much trouble? Isaiah 14 tells us that. So there there appeared this other wonder in heaven, this red dragon with seven heads, ten horns, and seven crowns upon his head. And we are reminded of the description of the Antichrist, who is the embodiment of Satan, his tail drawing a third part of the stars. And she brought forth a man child who was to rule all nations with a rod of iron, verse five. When Jesus comes to establish his reign and kingdom, he will rule the world with a rod of iron. And her child was caught up unto God and to his throne, verse five. And that is where he is right now. Jesus has been caught up into heaven. He ascended into heaven. Luke records it in his gospel, as do the other gospels. And he is there now sitting on his throne, waiting for the father to put all things in subjection unto him. So the woman brought forth the child. He was caught up to God and to his throne. So we move into the future. And the woman fled into the wilderness, where she has a place prepared of God, that they should feed her there for a thousand years. 260 days. Verse 6. They asked Jesus what will be the sign of his coming, the end of the world. And Jesus began to give them the signs of his coming and the end of the world. And he said, Now when you see the abomination that was spoken of by Daniel the prophet, the abomination of desolation, then Flee to the wilderness. If you're on your housetop, don't even bother to get your coat going through. Get out of there as quick as you can. If you're out in the field, don't even go home. Split and get down to the wilderness. Matthew 24, 15. The abomination of desolation spoken of by Daniel the prophet. What is it? When the temple is rebuilt and the worship reestablished, after three and a half years or three and a half years into the seven year cycle, or in the midst of the seven year cycle, not three and a half years after the temple has been built, but and worship established, but in the middle of the seven years, that will happen. It may be just a, a very short time after worship is established. It could take them three years to rebuild it, the Antichrist will come to Jerusalem, and he will go into the holy of holies of this rebuilt temple, and there he will proclaim that he is God, and he will demand that they worship him as God. This is the abomination of desolation that Daniel speaks about. Now, Jesus said, when you see this abomination of desolation spoken about by Daniel, the prophet, standing in the holy place, let him who reads understand that that is what it is all about. The Antichrist coming to the temple, stopping the worship and standing in the holy of holies, proclaiming himself to be God. At that point, Jesus said to flee and don't stop for anything and just get out of there. So the woman flees to the wilderness that she should be taken care of, the place prepared of God, that they should feed her for a 1,260 days or through the last three and a half years of the seven-year cycle. Now, this wilderness place is probably the rock city of Petra, south and east of the Dead Sea. For Isaiah, in the 16th chapter, God says to Moab, which is present-day Jordan, Open up your borders and receive my people. Shelter them in Petra until the tribulation is complete. So until the indignation be over, past. Indignation is the Old Testament word for the great tribulation. So they will flee to the rock city of Petra where God will take care of them for three and a half years. Now, how could God take care of them there? Well, he took care of them there for 40 years in the wilderness before. He fed them manna. He could feed them manna again. God has no problem feeding people. He fed Elijah with ravens. Ravens brought his food, so God will take care of them for three and a half years. Now, there was then war in heaven. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon, and the dragon fought and his angels, verse 7. So you see the dragon also has angels, the third part. So he has a great force of angels. And they prevailed, not the dragon and his angels. Neither was their place found anymore in heaven. Now at the present time, Satan does have access to heaven. And he goes up there just to harass us before God. Look at that guy down there. He is supposed to be your servant. Did you see what he did last week? No, good. Accusing you before God. What a rascal. We have a picture of it in the book of Job. The sons of God were presenting themselves to God, and Satan also came with them. And God said to Satan, Where have you been? Oh, I've been going up and down throughout the earth, to and fro through it. Hey, have you seen my servant Job? Have you considered my servant Job? God says. He's a good man. He loves me and hates evil. And Satan says, I've seen that character, and I've also seen how you have blessed him. You have given that guy everything anybody could ever want. Who wouldn't serve you when you are blessed like that? You'd be a fool not to serve you. Let me take away those things that you have given him and. He will curse you to your face. Satan accused Job of being a mercenary, serving God for the profit. And God said, all right, go ahead, but don't touch him. Strip him if you want, but don't touch him. So Satan began to strip Job until he wiped him out completely. Financially, he was totally wiped out. And Job fell on his face and worshiped God and said, I came into the world naked. Looks like I'm going to go out that way. The Lord has given and the Lord has taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. In all these things, Job did not curse God or charge God foolishly. So the sons of God again were presenting themselves to God. And Satan came with them and God said, where have you been? And he said, i ah, going around the earth, up and down, to and fro through it. Hey." Have you considered my servant Job a good man? In spite of all that you did, he maintained his integrity, God says. And Satan said, oh yeah? But you wouldn't let me touch him. Let me touch him. Skin for skin, all a man has, he will give for his life. And God said, all right, you can afflict him, but don't kill him. The limitation that God placed upon him, Job was afflicted with boils. He was covered and had to lie in the ashes. I mean, his wife saw him in this miserable condition and said, Honey, why don't you just curse God and die? Horrible. His friends came and they they couldn't understand his plight. They began to accuse him falsely of all kinds of secret sins. But Satan was accusing the brethren. That is what he is doing up there now. He does have access unto heaven, but here shortly he is going to get kicked out. Michael and his angels are going to fight against him and going to prevail against him. And he is going to be cast out. The old serpent called the devil and Satan, which deceives the whole world. Verse 9. And what a deceiver he is. now because man does not want the truth god allows man to be deceived god allows deception you don't want to believe the truth then don't god will allow you to believe some crazy harebrained tale if you want to if you don't want to believe that god created the earth you don't want to believe that god created you you don't want to believe that god designed your eyes in such a glorious way? The optic nerves and the whole system of sight? You don't want to believe that it is creation? All right. Believe in a wild yarn then. That a worm coming out of the ooze got burned on the forehead with the sun wasn't really the forehead then, just the upper part of the anatomy, and it formed a freckle. Mutations, and over the process of millions and millions of years, this freckle formed into an eye with all the intricate aspects of an eye, the nerves transmitting the message of the vibrations into the brain, able to interpret it, the movement, and so forth. Marvelous. Yarn story that deluded men, called scientists. That's what they believe. You tell that to your kids and they won't believe it. So if a person doesn't believe the truth, God lets them believe a lie, as preposterous as that lie might be. Romans 1, 25 and 28 says, Because they served the creature rather than the creator, who is blessed forevermore, God gave them over to reprobate minds. They believe the lie rather than the truth. You don't want to retain God in your mind? God will give you over to a reprobate mind. You don't want to believe the truth? God will let you believe a lie. And we read that the Antichrist is going to bring a strong delusion on the people that those who did not want to believe the truth and they will believe the great lie of the Antichrist. Jesus said, I came in my father's name and you didn't receive me. Another is going to come in his own name, him, you will receive, John 5, 43. You don't want to receive the truth? Then you will receive the lie of the deceiver who has deceived the world. Make sure you haven't been deceived by Satan. Make sure that Satan hasn't deceived you in turning you away from God and the truth and the love of God that he has for you. In Christ, He was cast out into the earth, and his angels were cast out with him. And heaven, now being rid of this creature, I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, Now is come salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ. For the accuser of our brethren is cast down, which accused them before our God day and night. Revelation 12. 9 and 10. He is continually accusing us. And they overcame him, the brethren being accused by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. And they loved not their lives unto the death. Verse 11. So we have victory over Satan through the blood of Jesus Christ. The fact that we have been redeemed, purchased. I am a debtor, Paul said, not to live any longer after the flesh, not to the flesh to live after it, but to the spirit. Know you not that you are a temple of the Holy Spirit, which is in you? You have been bought with a price. Therefore glorify God in your body and your spirit, which are his. You are not your own. You have been bought with a price. 1 Corinthians 6:19 The old nature the old man the old life was worthless it is dead and we count it dead we reckon it to be dead that we might live this new life after Christ in the spirit our testimony is that of redemption through the blood of Jesus the new life the new nature That we have in him. So redeemed by the blood of the Lamb, the testimony of that redemption, we overcome Satan. Therefore, rejoice, you heavens, you that dwell in them. Satan has been cast out. Woe to the inhabitants of the earth and of the sea, for the devil has come down to you, having great wrath, because he knows he has a short time. Verse 12. In just about three and a half years, he is going to get chained and placed in the Abuso. So he is angry and upset. He has been defeated, and he is going to take it out upon those that live upon the earth at that time. Now, when the dragon saw that he was cast onto the earth, he persecuted the woman, or Israel. So Israel again is going to face a time of severe persecution. These people who have gone through historically such tremendous persecution, the Inquisition in Spain, the slaughter by Hitler, and the persecution in Russia, these people have had such a tremendous share of persecution. There are people who hate them that don't even know why they hate them. Anti-Semitism is an evil, wicked thing. But it is so prevalent. The tragedy is that they have yet more persecution to go through. Satan is going to seek to persecute the woman which brought forth the man-child. And to the woman was given two wings of a great eagle that she might fly into the wilderness, into her place where she is nourished for a time and times and a half a time, verses 13 and 14. Time is a year, times two years, and half a time would be, of course, a half a year. So three and a half years, 1,262 days from the face of the serpent. And the serpent cast out of his mouth water as a flood, that is, an army, after the woman, that he might cause her to be carried away of the flood. And the earth helped the woman, and the earth opened her mouth and swallowed up the flood which the dragon cast out of his mouth, verses 15 and 16. So the army that pursues after Israel Israel will be destroyed as the earth opens up. And during the time of Moses, you remember, when Korah came and said that you have taken too much on yourself, making your brother the one who offers the sacrifices. We are Levites too and have just as much right as does Aaron and Moses. And he took the rods and set before the Lord. And then the next day, after Aaron's rod had budded, said, Okay, Korah, you and your buddies stand out there. If God is in this thing, let the earth open up and swallow you guys whole, right down into the pit. (laughs) And the earth opened up, and Korah and his buddies went on down. So here again, the earth will open up. Actually, this great rift of which they call the Jordan Valley, of which the Dead Sea is a part, and of course the city of Petra on the other side, this great rift they believe was caused by a tremendous earthquake, seismic movement and all. And of course, it is the greatest rift in the world. The Dead Sea is 1,300 feet below sea level, and it is called the Great African rift. It goes from Syria down into Africa, so it is a place of historic cataclysmic earthquakes and fire and brimstone that destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah. So again, even as Mount St. Helens lay dormant for 137 years and then suddenly popped, this area is just going to open up and close up again, and the army that is pursuing Israel will be swallowed. And the dragon was angry with the woman, and he went to make war with the remnant of her seed, which keep the commandments of God and have the testimony of Jesus Christ, verse 17. So chapter 12 deals with these interesting little vignettes into aspects of the past and future. And as we get into chapter 13 next time, we get into the Antichrist, and we will get some Historic background on him as we take a look at this man, who I do believe to be alive in the world today, and I believe that he is about ready to take over, but the only thing that is keeping him from taking over is the presence of you and me, the church. But I believe the earth is ready for him, and ready to receive him, and that he is ready to establish his kingdom his reign over the earth, and that he probably is already involved in world politics in some fashion. I don't know who he is. I'm not even going to guess who he is, but I do believe that we are at that time that he does exist and probably is actively involved in world politics and will be taking over as soon as the church is gone. But we'll be dealing with that next time as we get into chapter 13. May the Lord be with you and give you just a beautiful week. May you enjoy His presence and His fellowship as you walk with Him. May the Spirit of God give you strength and power in your inner man may he help you to begin to comprehend how much God does love you how much God cares for each one of you may you come to a new rich love relationship with Jesus Christ where your heart burns with passion for him and for the things of the spirit may you be enriched in his fullness And may the Lord watch over and keep you. In Jesus' name we pray. And all God's children said, Amen.